Welcome to Fast Fiction. Muriel Peebles opened the door, and immediately her face was wreathed in smiles. Richard, what a lovely surprise! Her son pushed past her, crossly shaking the rain from his shoulders and umbrella. Mother, what have you done to the lock? I tried to use my key and it wouldn't open. The lock? Muriel was puzzled. Then she remembered. Oh, that's right, darling. I've replaced the door since you were here last. Richard looked round him, noting the changes for the first time. Of course, there were glass inserts either side of the door now. He had been so busy avoiding the rain, he hadn't noticed. What on earth for? Well, you see, it was always so dark in here. I kept bumping into the furniture. I thought it would be a good idea to let more light in. And, and it has. It's lovely, isn't it? Richard had no comment, though grudgingly admitting to himself it was indeed much lighter and appealing. I haven't got long, Mother. I just happened to be in the area for a meeting. His mother nodded. It would be nice to think her son had visited because he wanted to, rather than need a business meeting as an excuse. But she accepted it, as she always had. You do have time for a cup of tea, though, she said as she bustled into the kitchen. With a quick look at his watch, Richard nodded and followed. Yes, just a quick one. So, tell me, how are you, dear? With the jug already switched on, she prepared the tray. And how are Sylvie? And, and the boys? Oh, fine, fine. Sylvie sends her love, of course. She'll give you a call when she's got time, but she's very busy at the moment. New house and all that. Oh, of course, dear. I do understand. But the children? How are they? Oh, Matthew's doing well in his new school, and Josh has started piano lessons twice a week. And how is he going? Not too good at present. He's finding it difficult. What a pity. I expect they have both grown since I last saw them. If the question was intended to provide a little guilt at the laxity of visits, it was unsuccessful, for her son was soon distracted, looking around the kitchen. His eye still on his watch, he said, Mother, where's the Russian samovar? Oh, Richard, you've spoiled my surprise. I was going to tell you about that the moment we had finished our tea. Richard knew the large, unusually shaped porcelain teapot had belonged to his Russian great-grandmother. But like his father, he had never been interested in any more details. However, it was part of his childhood, and he felt betrayed that it was no longer in its usual place on the kitchen cabinet. I sold it, she announced with pride. And what is more, I made a great deal of money out of it. The second statement had its desired effect, and placated her son momentarily. He replied, I would hope so. I always knew it was worth a great deal. His mother nodded happily. Yes, exactly. That's what I told Mr. Samuels. Who on earth is Mr. Samuels? Richard was becoming uncomfortably bewildered. 
In his youth, his mother's lack of confidence had meant she had never done anything without asking advice from his father, and since being a widow, she had turned to her son for guidance. Selling a family heirloom was an important matter. Muriel saw Richard's questioning look. I met Mr. Samuels at the support group I've been attending. You know, for migraine sufferers. Like me, he has been plagued with migraine all his life, but he has learned to overcome it. It has made such a difference to me, Richard. I can manage the pain so much better now that I know what causes it. She recognised her son's indifference to her lifelong condition. So went on quickly. Uh, Mr. Samuels gave me a ride home one day when it was raining very hard. Well, like today. She shrugged towards the window. He told me about all the new therapies available nowadays. So helpful. Then we got talking about other things and it turned out he was in the second hand business. Well, when I told him about the samovar, he got quite excited and asked if he could see it. You didn't tell me any of this, Richard murmured irritably. The thought of his mother talking to strange men was bad enough, but that they had the audacity to invite themselves into the house was far worse. Quite unaware of his feelings, his mother went on. Well, dear, you still haven't given me your new telephone number. And, and quite frankly, I was a little short of money. She saw her son's face and went on hastily. Oh, not for anything important. My pension covers necessities. No, I just felt the need for a few new things. But, Mother, what do you know about the price of things? Richard persisted. Any unscrupulous person could take advantage of you. Oh, I know that, dear. That's why when Mr. Samuels came up with an offer, I rang up the Valuers Association. And you know, although it was very close, Mr. Samuels' offer was better. Richard looked at his mother in amazement. He would not have thought she could be so astute. He wanted to reprimand her for these sudden unexpected actions and ask her exactly how much money she had received for the samovar. Instead, he asked, So what did you do with the money? His mother smiled at him, then got up, extending her hand towards him. That's what I meant about my surprise, dear. Now come on, come on, follow me. She led her son down the hall and opened a door with a theatrical... As they both went inside, the object of her excitement stood solitary along one wall. Once again, Richard stared in astonishment. Mother, have you gone mad? What on earth are you going to do with the piano? Well, I'm going to play it, of course, she said with girlish glee. But you can't play. We've never had a piano, and you never learnt. Richard's voice was rising. With a clap of her hands, his mother retorted, No, 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 you're wrong. It's true I couldn't play, but I can now. Listen. With a certain sense of formality, the old lady sat in front of the keyboard and slowly, with great concentration, began to play a simple version of Claire de Lune. In spite of himself, Richard found himself applauding when she had done. 
His mother beamed up at him happily. Thank you, dear. I knew you'd be pleased for me. Then she added with quiet modesty, Perhaps, well, perhaps now I can help Josh a little. Caught up in curiosity, Richard nodded distractedly and asked, So when did all this happen? His mother swiveled around in her chair facing him. Well, dear, when I finished the transaction with Mr. Samuels, I happened to notice a lovely old antique piano in his shop at about the same price as the samovar. But Mr. Samuels convinced me it would be better to buy a smaller, newer style, like this, which would cost a great deal less and stay in tune better. So he introduced me to his friend, a Mr. Adams, who runs a music shop nearby. Mr. Adams advised me to buy this one and offered to teach me to play. Now, wasn't that nice of him? She looked at her son for confirmation, but Richard was still reeling from these disclosures and asked peevishly, So, Mother, what possessed you setting it up here, in my room? Mrs. Peebles patted his hand. But, dear, you haven't used this room in twenty years. I don't even think of it as yours any more. But I always liked this room because of the French windows leading to the garden. She opened up the window, and as if to confirm her statement, sunlight came flooding through. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Look, the rain has stopped. She stepped outside. Speaking of the garden, Richard, do come and see what I've done out here with the rest of the money. Dumbly, Richard followed her to the small ivy-covered patio and was immediately confronted by a bright new table and chairs. His mother looked around her, chatting brightly. Now this is where I do my entertaining. Isn't the garden lovely? The small garden was indeed a picture. Dripping with diamond raindrops, the colourful geraniums hung in profusion in their hanging baskets, whilst large pots housed flowering shrubs. Richard almost snorted. Entertaining? That's a rather grand word for Mrs. Clark next door, isn't it, Mother? Goodness! Old Mrs. Clark died two years ago. Clive Earnshaw lives there now. Oh, a charming widower. He has been so helpful getting the garden straight. She was reflective. Yes, all my new friends have been so helpful. As a matter of fact... She hesitated a moment, a little embarrassed as she looked at her watch. I'm running late to meet them. What? Richard looked at her, unsure of what she had said. Yes, Clive will be picking me up soon to take me to bridge. Richard was dumbfounded. Yes, yes, isn't it amazing? You see, now that I'm sleeping so much better, I find I can concentrate quite well. Clive has just begun to learn and needed a partner. We now play with Mr. Samuels and his lady friend Annie, and they have both been very patient with us. Each week we play at each other's homes. 
Mrs. Peebles turned back to the house decisively. Well, dear, it was so nice of you to call so unexpectedly. But I'm afraid Clive will be here in a few minutes and I've got to change first. Richard found himself being directed back through the French windows, along the corridor to the front door. A small kiss was planted on his cheek as he heard his mother saying, Do you think you could give me a little more warning before you come next time, dear? Ring me any time. You see, I bought an answering machine with the remainder of the money. It's just like yours. She smiled at him brightly. I just don't know what I would have done without that old samovar. You have been listening to The Russian Samovar, written by Brianda Cross, dramatized by Brianda Cross and John Cross. If you have enjoyed any of the Fast Fiction Podcasts, please go to fastfictionpodcasts.com for more information. Also, would you be kind enough to consider giving us a review on iView or whichever platform you are receiving the podcasts? Thank you. Thank you.